Welcome to a new episode of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lum and Sawana Ali. In this episode, we will be focusing on two key attributes, namely discipline and diligence, and how discipline and diligence wins over talent every time. The two key questions that we want to answer are one, talent or strength is great, but what is discipline and diligence? And how can we develop those? Number two, how can you encourage, support, and develop discipline and diligence within your teams? So let's get going. So as we all know that uh, a lot has been said about talent, and all of us you know, really admire people that have great talents, whether it's in athletics, whether it's um, an artist or a musician, or anyone that you know, shows a skill that we think that we might be lacking. And we think, wow, if only we had that talent, or only we had that strength. But the truth behind it is the fact that talent is a starting point. So you could have a great starting point, but without putting effort or discipline and diligence into your talent, your talent is basically just that. It will just stay at step one or step two, depending on how hard you work at it. But let's say someone who may be less talented, but have similar strength, but if they put the amount of effort into it, you will see development and progress. And in fact, over time, what you will also see for basically, I think, 100% of successful people do possess discipline and diligence. So everyone starts off basically the same. The difference at the end of the day is how much effort you put into something. And in order for you to put that effort in, you need to possess this quality called discipline or self-discipline. And essentially, what is self-discipline? In the most simple term that is defined by Brian Tracy in this book, No Excuses, self-discipline is essentially the ability for you to do something that you need to do, even though you don't want to or you don't feel like doing it. So that to me is like, oh, a really simple way of defining what self-discipline is. So Sal, what are your thoughts around talents and discipline? That's really a very good question, Lisa. And I like the example and the quote that you gave. It kind of reminded me, you know, those days when I was a manager during a hiring process, because what happened then, um, of course, you know, I needed to interview people to basically hire them for a specific job. And during this, this process, I met many type of individuals. And obviously, there are some whom I just for a minute or two, I got very excited because I knew that these people got real talent and I knew that if I hired them, they would definitely perform a good job at what they were supposed to do. And that's, that was pretty obvious. And I've also encountered many individuals whom I really enjoyed having the conversation, going through the process of interviewing them, you know, I knew that they were okay. They were good, right? And I, I'm pretty sure that if given the effort and if they put really time and sweat into whatever that they were supposed to do, they will end up uh, becoming very successful. But the interesting part that's going through my mind when I encountered these two very different uh, types of individuals, or I got very excited with the talented one really fast. And I knew that oh, this is a must hire, for instance, right? Well, while it took me quite a long time to kind of think through the second individual who appeared not so talented, but I knew that he or she had potential. 
So that's just to show the kind of stark contrast between someone who has talent and who doesn't have that much talent and how it affects our unconscious bias in terms of uh, making some um, critical hiring decision. So and um, the, the, the interesting discovery is really based on my experience, the person that is okay or good enough when we hire them and they really uh, put the discipline and the diligence and put efforts into it, they ended up becoming more successful than the talented ones who probably are not disciplined enough. So what's happening here is really the not the not so talented individuals were very aware of their shortcomings, and they are they, and they were ready to put that effort in place to make sure that they turn out very well. And of course, as a manager, from my point of view, also I tend to pay a lot more attention to the not so talented ones, so that I could coach him or her to make sure that they're successful in their role, so that they end up being a good hire. So it kind of worked both ways. But I think the important message that I'm trying to share here, Lisa, is that I totally agree that talent alone is not enough. You know, the reason why Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and Novak Djokovic had been uh, champions of tennis for the longest time ever, not just because of their talents, it's because of their discipline and diligence. And they are being very diligent in terms of evidence to be put into to make them successful. So that's from my point of view. So now, Lisa, what's your take on discipline per se? Mm. Yeah, that's a great example, uh, Sel, with um, the tennis greats. And I think it's fair to say that they all have talent. But what differentiates all tennis players is not just the talent that they possess, but it's how much effort they put into it. And so in the same sense, in order for you to put the effort in, you do need discipline. And like I mentioned earlier from what Brian Tracy mentioned about what is self-discipline, which is essentially doing the things that you need to do or should do, even though you don't want to or don't feel like doing it. So in essence, you can actually break down discipline into three parts. Essentially, it's being able to control yourself to say what, when, and how you're going to achieve your goals. So for example, if you're a self-disciplined person, you would be able to control uh, these three variables, for example, in the when. When do you reward yourself or when do you take the easy way out or not? So basically, this ability for you to self-control says, I am going to wait when I achieve this before something else. So I'm willing to wait for the results before getting a quick reward. Because most of the time, Self-discipline will essentially help you push through what is the easy. Most people give up, or I wouldn't say they give up, but they fall short because they rather take the easy or quick path rather than what they know they need to do that would ultimately get them to their purpose. The second part of uh, discipline, it's about the what. And the what here enables you to control what you do, what your responses would be like depending on what the situation and how you perceive certain situations. So for example, if the going gets tough, which will always happen in, in any project that we do, discipline will basically say, I am still going to continue in the path that I'm going to do, even though it's hard. And I will continue to do what I am able to do, as opposed to saying, oh, no, I can't do it anymore. And the third aspect of discipline is around the how. And we all have goals in 
in our minds that are goals that we need to accomplish. And the key thing about accomplishing any goal is the ability for you to put a plan in place, the how. How do I achieve the goal that I want to achieve? What are the steps do I need to take? And that's where self-control allows you to sit down, organize your thoughts, put in the processes that you need, the structure that you need to review process, assessment process, uh, improvement process, so on and so forth, in order for you to achieve your goals. So one part of it is how do you manage yourself? Essentially, that's what discipline is about. But more importantly, is how do you manage yourself in spite of the difficulties or the challenges or even your internal laziness that you might feel once in a while. So being able to control those variables is key to being a disciplined individual. What about you, Sal? What are your thoughts around discipline? My thoughts on uh, discipline is I, I really need to think through this. And I think uh, I'll give an example as, you know, when we were children, you know, first and foremost, um, discipline shapes our character and our pathway to excellence. So that's the reason why when we were children, our parents would basically uh, teach us, you know, to wake up in the morning, brush our teeth, have a shower, and then go to school, study, prepare for exams, everything on the basic foundation of life so that we can function effectively. So that's as a start, like a training ground for us as far as discipline is concerned. And as we go along, we learn that we need to assign a time for each of these tasks or activities. So we started, for instance, school starts at 7.30, so we come at 6, you know, so that we have time to brush our teeth and shower and then take a really good breakfast before we go to school so that we be in class by 7.30 a.m., for instance. And then, you know, study, get to know friends and then do the stuff that, you know, we typically do at school. So slowly, these are this type of disciplines are nurtured, right? So that we get after a while, it becomes a habit. So the way I see discipline, uh, rightly as you mentioned, it takes uh, three different uh, key cornerstone. I would say first is really about managing our mindset because we need to be able to do things that we have to do, regardless of the kind of temptation that we we have. You know, that's trying to get us from doing what we're supposed to do, right? So that kind of distraction. So simplistically, I would say that discipline is really our ability to focus on what we need to do within a stipulated time frame, regardless uh, the kind of distractions that we have. So you need to be very focused, you need to be clear about the goals, and you need to commit your time at that point in time to just do stuff and complete it. So it is not easy to do. That's the reason why I think the, the mindset uh, is very critical. And this is the thing that we have been taught from uh, when we were really small. And as we progress, as we go along, then we learn how to basically um, do that in a very structured manner. Yeah, there are many ways of learning that. So talking about learning, Lisa, do you have any tips on how we can learn and become disciplined? Yeah, great question, Sal. And I think your, your example of how it's uh, built up over time, starting from when we were young, and it's exactly what you said. Discipline is something that we need to build over time. And the only way that we can actually build discipline is uh, two things. One is essentially you need to have a clear goal as to why you're going to do what you're going to do, right? So you need to have a clear uh, purpose 
so that you're able to push yourself through, especially doing the stuff that you don't feel like doing or don't want to do. The second part of it is essentially around like what you basically talk about, you know, let's say learning how to brush your teeth. It's about practice. You've got to put it into action. So there is this component of uh, diligence that is required in order for discipline to grow. So essentially, what is diligence? Diligence is essentially hard work. You've got to put in the practice hours. You've got to put in the time. I mean, a good example is, um, I want, for example, I want to learn how to solve the Rubik's Cube. Mm -hmm. I can put the time, I can do the research, I can watch, you know, various YouTubers solving the Rubik's Cube in like 34 seconds. I could learn all of this, but if I never put it into practice, I actually have not picked up the skill to be able to solve the Rubik's Cube. So at some point, all the effort needs to translate into actual activities. So in the same way, if we're doing any sort of work, I could read up like a gazillion pieces of information about how to create a marketing campaign. But if I actually never create a marketing campaign, but have all this theoretical information of marketing campaigns, I am still not going to be able to create any marketing campaigns until I've actually done it. And for most of us, that comes with two parts, right? You have to discipline yourself to do it. And then you have to put the hard work in, which is the diligence part to actually get it done. And over time, as you keep on doing it, your skill sets will improve. So in the same way as you are more experienced in, let's say, creating marketing campaigns, it becomes easier over time because you have developed that skill. And that skill comes through practice, through creating actions that you can repeat, which eventually becomes a habit, and you can establish a consistent routine around it. And so discipline in itself is great. And discipline with diligence is where you get the power of the two Ds. And that is what is important. The other thing that we also need to notice is that sometimes um, some people are very hardworking and very diligent in whatever they do. But we also need to make sure that we need to couple diligence with um, the ability for you to assess and change as we go along because improvements need to happen. So for example, if you're hitting yourself against the wall, there is no point continually hitting yourself against the wall and expecting different results. Sometimes you need to change the tools. So you do need to be flexible in how you want to accomplish your goals without uh, hurting yourself too much. Um, but more importantly is that whole process of self-discipline and diligence is a continuous improvement process as we go along. What about you, Sal? What are your experiences around diligence? That's pretty much like what you said, Lisa. That was such a great explanation because I can remember very well uh, my experience really about hiking. Uh, my example would be hiking and this is where really the rubber meets the road. Like you mentioned, theoretically, we know that you, for instance, I know for a fact that I get to train eight or 12 months before I go hiking, right? But reading it in a book, um, it sounded very hard, actually, yeah. And um, so the thing is, when I wanted to go hiking eight weeks before, I didn't do 12 weeks before, but I, I just didn't have the time to do it. So I, I basically settled with eight weeks. So eight weeks before the expedition, I would basically clear uh, my schedule. And my schedule kind of changed totally because I got to commit those time. Yeah? I need to be very focused on what I was trying to achieve. So I get to commit that time, for instance, every evening. Um, uh, it's about strength training in the gym and every other day um, 
and, and then in the morning is really about cardio training. So I go run and walk and all sorts of stuff. And I, I, I practically do this diligently for eight weeks. And the reason why I was basically inspired to do it because I wanted to make sure that I had a good time when I go hiking, right? And then the key thing here is really I'm, I was passionate about it. I enjoyed hiking. So it was pr probably pretty easy for me to do. I took it as this is a really fun stuff, you know, to even have a, a more fun time right? when, when I did the hiking so that's basically it. But what I'm trying to say here is, Lisa, the three key pointers that you mentioned about, about being having the clarity in terms of knowing your goal and being focused at that and then preparing yourself to get ready, right? So you put in the time and effort diligently with discipline, right? To ensure that you perform those tasks and execute it to the best of your ability every time of the day. And what you then do is really this process of assessment, self-assessment, assessing yourself, yeah? how far can you push? Which part did you not really uh, do well? Um, this, this, this fear of continuous improvement has got to be there in anything, that, in anything and everything that we do. And the same thing goes during my hiking training so that you know, the following week, we could do something different, for instance. And of course, I always do this with a buddy which is um, another friend or maybe sometimes four of us because we normally go hiking together. And that's another element which can basically keep you motivated and keep you on track in terms of doing what you're trying to do. So yeah, these three key pointers are very important, you know, uh, being focused, have clarity on goals, and then perform what you need to do within the security timeframe, adhere to it. And then the third one is really the self-assessment. So I couldn't agree more with you, Lisa, from the perspective of the kind of tips that we need to have to be successful in this. And again, I would like to stress talent alone is just not enough. We got to be very disciplined, you know, really managing our mindsets, yeah, to make yeah. sure that you to make sure that we do what we are supposed to do within the time frame and not get distracted by anything else. Put that time, commit to it. And then, um, um, of course, um, time management and the other skills that I think everybody needs to sharpen up is really about managing priorities. Sometimes we have the tendency to say yes to everything, right? Mm. So for instance, this eight-week time frame that I get to prepare for uh, my hiking expedition, of course, I get to say no to a lot of things so that I get to fill in those time with the kind of training that I needed to do. So again, that's something that we really need to learn. But I think inside this point in time, we have said a lot about talent, discipline, and diligence. Maybe you want to summarize the key pointers on how to develop both discipline and diligence for us to be a better version of ourselves. Yeah, that's great, Sal. Yeah, so just a quick summary. The first part of it is, uh, like what we mentioned, discipline is all about being clear in terms of what we want to accomplish. And with that clarity of what we want to accomplish, we will basically be focused on it, like what you said. And then we'll build a plan around it to ensure that that takes place. And having discipline is also something that requires sustained self-control, which means you need to be able to know how to make certain trade-offs. You need to choose the right and the purpose-driven one versus what is easy and expedient. The second part of it is to uh, accomplish, to help discipline be something that's powerful, you need diligence. You need to put the work into 
whatever it is that you need to do. And part of it is, you know, making sure that, like you said, you have time management, you have a review process in place, you're able to keep your eye on the goal. And in all things that we do, practice does not make perfect, but practice makes permanence. So we do need to put into action what we know and what we know we need to do. And lastly, I think it's uh, like what Sal has mentioned, it's all about continuous learning. How do we continuously improve from what we have done in order to make sure that, you know, that improvement cycle is always there. There is no point doing something if it's not going to be fruitful or if it's not going to lead to the goals that you want to accomplish. And in all of this, um, we would like to encourage everyone to just take a look at simple steps of discipline. All of us, I think, has certain levels of discipline or else we wouldn't be, uh, be able to survive in this world. But what we do need is to realize that self-discipline is not something that we take for granted. It is something that we can actually build over time along with diligence. And don't take it for granted, but look at it as a key attribute that will help you propel um, you to a direction that you want to go, to be successful, to achieve goals, and to accomplish um, whatever it is that you are looking out to accomplish. And so once again, thank you very much for taking the time to listen. I hope that you've learned at least one thing that you're able to apply into your everyday. 